Welcome to the Live Awaken podcast, life coaching for women physicians of color. Create more freedom to simply be who you want to be. Do the things that make you feel alive and create a deeper connection with those you love. It's time to choose you. I'm your host, Dr. Pyle patel Guile. Hello, welcome back. Let's continue. So last time we talked about the foundation of how I got here. And I left you guys with a couple thoughts about how you got here. And today we're going to tackle the second part. The to-do list. Now this is not a to-do list that we talk about when we're thinking about our week, thinking about our day, thinking about all the stuff we have to get done as women, professionals, physicians, non-physicians, as moms, wives, if that applies to you, daughters, sisters. This is not that kind of to-do list. The list I'm talking about is the list of life. For many of us, especially those of us who go into these high demand professional careers, it didn't happen overnight. We spent a lot of time thinking, planning, working towards this goal. There was a lot of sacrifice involved. Hours and hours of studying, taking tests, working very, very hard. And that's what my journey looked like. Since I only wanted to be a doctor growing up, and that's true. Whenever I was asked what I want to do, I would say I want to be a baby doctor. I don't even know if I knew what it was called when I used to say that, you know, because, and I think part of it is because I just love babies. Um, and being a doctor was seen as a profession of service and sacrifice and compassion and honestly uh, of security. So my only goal was to be a doctor. So went to college, medical school, medical school, and basically my life was laid out for me, right? And you guys totally get this, right? If you have it in your head that you're going to go pre-med, your next decade or more is laid out for you. And many of us who like control and organization and our planners are drawn to a profession like this where there's not a lot of creative thinking involved um it's not like you know we're taking you know all these random classes and seeing where the road takes us we know college med school residency plus or minus fellowship right if you're in the medical field, you guys understand that. So that's what it looked like for me, right? 
I worked my behind off in med school. I wasn't a great test taker and I never understood why because I would study many hours. I was the kind of person who would start three months in advance for finals, right? Work my butt off just hours and hours. And then I would like pass, but just pass, you know? And it didn't dawn on me that maybe it wasn't I'm not that smart. I'm not good at retaining knowledge. I'm not a good test taker. Maybe there was more to it. Either way, I made it through. And after I made it, you know, and I'm putting up air quotes for you guys, I made it as a doctor. Suddenly, the same parents that said, no talking to boys, no boyfriends, only study, turned to me and asked me, well, who do you want to marry? I know you guys can relate. This is very funny. It's very typical um, of an Asian family, you know, and yes, South Asian, but Asians. Okay. I know everyone, my Chinese friends can relate, right? Uh, My Korean friends can relate, right? Suddenly it's like, who do you want to marry? Well, gosh darn it. I've spent all this time being a good girl, studying, doing well in school, achieving the dream profession. And now you're asking me this question. I don't know, but all I knew is the criteria, right? Just like I had a criteria for me that I created that was, you know, passed on by society, by my family, by culture. I also had a list for the person that I was looking for to fill that next, check that next box. So for for us, it was, in my family at least, and I think for a lot of you know Asian families, it was someone who was at the same level academically. Someone who was similar as far as culture and family values go. And someone that, you know, our parents could be proud of, right? That's another thing they get to share with their friends that they, or their family, right? Like our extended family about another thing that they're proud of, right? Like my kid's a doctor. Now my kid is going to marry someone who's X, Y, and Z, right? And so that's what I had in my head. And despite dating um, when I was in training, it, it just couldn't find someone who fit the criteria which looking back on it now I think is ridiculous that there was this in my brain because it was almost as if it was like a job interview right Um, but at the same way the people that I met were also holding an imaginary list in their head of you know attractive physician family values, all the BS, right? Like all the stuff that they look for, right? And I think it's fascinating being born and brought up in the United States and I was born in Los Angeles. I still carried that part of the culture with me of what it looks like matters, what people think matters. Ask yourself, what was going through your mind when you were looking and 
finding prospects of people who you maybe wanted to spend your life with or get married. And I spend, spend your life, I use that word loosely. That doesn't always stick. But you know, just wanted to get married to. What was your criteria? What was going through your mind? What were your priorities? I can tell you mine. I thought that if I marry a doctor, he would understand my schedule and be more understanding. That was a bunch of bull. Like, obviously, that's not true. You could marry anybody and they could understand your schedule. But in my brain, that was there. Then it had to be someone who was Indian because I'm Indian. And bonus points for someone who family spoke the same dialect, the same language as us. Because in India, we have 26 major dialects, right? So if you come from a different state, for those of you not Indian, so this is for you guys, if you come from a different state, you speak a completely different language. So two Indian people from India cannot communicate in the same language many times because they speak different languages. There is a national language, it's Hindi, but half the country would rather not learn it because it's too far removed for them and there's a lot of history there. And so English is the language. So I digress. But yeah, so like someone who was from a similar place as my family, you know, or their family was from back in the day. And so that's what I did. And I met someone and he had the exact same kind of list, um, but different. And and sometimes we think our list is what it is, but there is a list behind the list. And I'll get into that in another episode. And so I got married quote, the right time. As I finished my residency, two weeks later, we had this big 500 person wedding because we were both the firstborn uh, uh, in our families. And so everyone and their mother was invited. And there wasn't that much control over like, you know, it's many aspects, the smaller things. Yes. You know, I picked my cake. I did a lot of things. I picked the venue, but all these people were going to come. And that's when I realized that just because you go down the to-do list and the checklist, it doesn't mean it's going to make it easier. Because everyone likes control. Everyone likes to be right. And everyone holds on to the part of the patriarchy that suits them, irregardless of living in the free world lots of back and forth that's when I noticed that that perfect little bubble that idea that things are going to be great now was kind of clouded and as time went on it became more and more clear that checking off things on a list doesn't make one happy And by nature, I am a very big believer in romance, optimism, idealism. And I probably watched too many Bollywood movies growing up. That's apparently how I actually learned how to speak Hindi. Um, I cannot to this day read or write any Indian language. But I was bought into all the rom-coms of our day, you know, all the George Clooney, you know, movies, uh, 
it's just fascinating how much I loved that kind of stories because I really believed that when I got older and I met someone, it was going to be amazing. And it was hard. It was hard to take two people who are professionals, who have lived on their own and done life their own way and with all the influences of their families, some more than others, to come and create their new. And what does the new mean to them? And to me, it meant the American way. Our family is the is us and the children that we create. And, you know, that's what I thought everyone believed, right? Because we were born here and that didn't turn out to be true in my situation. There was a lot of influence um, and like a lot of responsibility that should be owed to the older generation and, and it created a lot of conflict. So I thought the answer to fix that problem was have a baby. I know, sounds crazy, right? But can I tell you, after I had my son, I felt love, true, 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 true love, right? Unconditional love for the first time. And that's not to say I didn't experience love growing up or I didn't experience love in my relationships and I was a, I gave a lot of love. But the love you feel with a life that you've created, I think is amazing. And not everyone gets to experience it or not everyone wants to experience it and that's okay. But for me, I chose to experience it because I was lacking and I was missing something. And I became fully engrossed into being mom. I went from working my 60 hours a week, first doctor job, to taking some time off, which was looked down upon. Like my boss did not understand how I did not want to come back to work right now or right away. And the reality was, I didn't feel comfortable leaving my baby who I was in, it was in New Jersey at that time, with anyone other than family. And my family lived on the other side of the country. I didn't have any help. The help I thought I had wasn't there. I was basically doing everything for him. And because I wanted to have this baby, I took full responsibility of everything. And was that right? No, but I didn't know any different. I was just trying to help everyone out, be a supportive wife, be a supportive daughter, you know, a mom, all the things. But when I went down that to-do list, doctor, wife, mother, daughter, there was one box missing me but I didn't even realize it I didn't even know that that was missing can you guys take a minute and think about that time for you did you have that box in your life and maybe you did and kudos to you if you did but I didn't Because I didn't know. Sometimes when you're in it, you don't realize. And growing up, I didn't see the women in my life have that box. The role I played was to help everyone else. 
to sacrifice, to give, to provide, to support. But in all of that, I got lost. How did you guys do during that time? The time when there was lots of growth happening. Your family was growing. Your careers were growing. Were you taking care of you? And there's nothing wrong with if you didn't. I didn't. It's not a problem. I just didn't know. I was like that energizer bunny. I was just going and going and going. It happens to most of us women. Happens to most of us women in medicine. And those who have a cultural background that promotes this kind of growth and sacrifice. Take some time to think about your life, your growth, and have some love and compassion for that woman there. I look back not with judgment or criticism or shame or blame, but with so much pride and appreciation for all that she did. Thank you for joining me today. Let's continue this journey in our next episode. Have a wonderful day. Hey, if you're ready to advocate for yourself by listening to your inner voice so you can live in freedom, wake up every day with purpose, and enjoy your work and family, check out my website at www.pilegile.com. On the website, you'll have the opportunity to join my program, sign up for a free workshop, or just check out my blog. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please tell a friend, leave a review, or just reach out. I'd love to hear from you.